Hello, everybody, and welcome back. It's our Teachable Moment episode. I'm Patricia Noldrain. I'm the host of this podcast, When Passion Meets Profit. The title today is Three Ways You Can Discover Your Core Message in Your Business. Now, that's kind of the operative word here, in your business. You know, I wrote a book about this a couple of years ago called Discovering Your Core because I realized that my core message was to help other people find their core messages. And I have different formulas and exercises to help them do exactly that. I I've had for the cover, I thought this was quite clever. I said to this artist, can you draw a picture of an apple core? And he said, yeah, and it's just a masterpiece, by the way. I have it framed and I'm so proud of it. But I always thought that apple core signified us because those seeds at the center of that apple are the seeds of greatness that our gifts and our skills and our talents lie. See, we have to dig. You have to get to those seeds of greatness. You have to figure that out. That's really your role in this world, in this life. For me, anyway, that's what I think. Because when I just did a survey and I heard from people and they said, you know, Patricia, I need help finding my my core message. I need help finding my ideal client. Okay, I'll step in. I know how to help with that. So today in this free podcast, I wanted to give you three ways that you can discover. And we're just going today with your core message. Next time, the next podcast is going to be completely dedicated to your ideal client. I thought it would be easier for all of us that way. So, okay, let's let's get started. Number one, do you have a pencil? Do you have a paper? Do you have a computer in front of you? Because I think you'll, if you just do these things today, you'll be able to discover your wonderful message for your business. Number one, what lights you up? Because remember, in this number one, it's all about you. See, I have worked with people over the years and they have told me things that light them up, like maybe their children or, you know, somebody that just started walking or whatever. And no, 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 that's not a business unless she's starting a business, of course, around children. So I want to tell you a story. And, and some of you might have heard this before because it's, it's a story I've told many times. It's about me going to a dinner here in Idaho. I'm sitting next to a gentleman and I said, well, what do you do? And he said, I'm retired and I'm kind of miserable retired. Actually, I'm only 56 and I don't know what to do. Well, he's sitting next to the right person, isn't he? No, not. Poor guy. And so I started asking him. I said, well, tell me about you and what's going on. And you should have seen him when he got to this one part of the story. It was him talking about fishing in Idaho. And it was like a light bulb came on on the top. It was like he was on stage and all these lights were on him. He was tingling. He was telling this story about catching the biggest fish in Idaho. And he was on some magazine and all this stuff. And I listened to him for a while. And he said, yeah, well, that's me in a nutshell. And I said, oh, wow. And now he talks about, I don't know what I can do anymore. I mean, what can you do? And I said, oh, my gosh. After just listening to you, I have to tell you that you could have a really wonderful profession, just taking other people fishing in Idaho. And he said, what? I said, my gosh, people would come from the East Coast. They'd come from everywhere to catch big fish like you have here in Idaho. He said, you've got to be kidding. I said, well, I can tell you. And I and I just helped him with pricing and things. Maybe just started $5,000 for the weekend 
They can come, they can fly in, they can stay at your cabin because he had this wonderful cabin that could seat, I don't know how many, sleep, I mean so many. But anyway, he said, well, you know, I might as well give it a shot. I mean, I love fishing. I talked to him probably six months later. Every single one of his fishing expeditions were full. They were coming from all over the place because he had been in some kind of a fishing magazine. And he said, yeah, I'm making great money. I, I don't care about the money. Are you kidding? I'm retired. And I don't feel like I'm retired. I feel like this is so hard for me because they've taken my hobby away. They've taken my love away. It's now just this J-O-B for me. Ah, big aha for me that day. I hope it's a big aha for you. Sometimes what lights us up is not the business we should create around it. And I, I just want you to be very clear on that. Just one more story. It's in my core book, but I want to say this story because this, this woman did make it into a business. So I don't want to just leave you with the fisherman. I want to tell you about the quilter. <laughs> now, I've never quilted, but believe me, she lit up when she started talking to me about quilting. And she's saying all the colors and the textures of the material. And when she puts them together and she learns new things about threading, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I was just in awe of how excited she was to talk about quilting. She's on her way to a conference, and it's an international quilting conference in Texas. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. There's an international quilting group? How many people go? And I'm thinking she's going to say five, ten people. <laughs> I didn't know. She said, well, this year it's 55000 Oh, how much is the ticket? 350 that's all to get in the door. Well, I'm doing all, I think I might become a quilter. I'm thinking I want to have a quilting conference. That's what I want to do. So she goes, she pays, she buys all her materials. But I said to her, just think about this. Think about handing out some kind of a brochure that you're going to have a destination retreat for people that are quilters internationally from all over the world. Because guess what? She had an international business degree as part of her bio. Yay. Yep, she started doing that, I think, seven years ago now. And it's a it's a business that she runs four times a year. That's all. She ha you know makes sure that she only has like 10 or 20. I don't remember. She's making multiple six figures at this time and is just enjoying her life more than she ever has. So yes, that lights her up. She could make a business out of that. So think about what lights you up that could be possibly a business. Number two, you're going to love this or you're going to hate me for saying this. Because I just got through telling you in number one that it's really about you. You've got to make sure that it's something that lights you up continually. is not just a hobby of yours that lights you up like baking cakes. And now I'm going to say number two, it's not about you. What? <laughs> what is she saying? Well, I'm telling you, it's probably a gift that I was given at birth because I've always known it was not about me when I stood up on stage or in front of people. Remember, when I was five, I was the person that was put on stage and told to belt it out and sing. Uh -huh. I couldn't sing, but I belted it out. And apparently some people thought I could sing. So, But I always knew even then that it was about that audience. What songs did they want to hear? And so when I grew up and became a professional speaker, every every stage or excuse me, every stage I got on, I knew it was about that audience. So you didn't have to tell me, you know, the old thing stamped on your forehead, W I I F. Well, I say T. What's in it for them? No, 
I've never had to do that because I've always known that. And so for me, it was the significance of what I was going to say to them that they could walk away with. I knew that when I was putting my material together, that it was all about them. Even when I was a school teacher with little second graders, I knew it wasn't about me. It was about whatever I presented to them. So I would say to them, you're in a very special place today. This is a magic room. Well, can you imagine little kids in the second grade? They just loved this room. I would sparkle things, throw sparkles around. Oh, the janitor hated me there. But when I, they'd go out on the playground, I'd say, don't worry about all the bullies out there because they'll be out there. You just come back to the magic room and we'll talk it through. Yeah, it was about them. So number two, it's not about you. Take the whole thing off of you. Don't be concerned about, oh my God, everybody's looking at me. Oh, they see my dress, whatever it is. Don't do that. Number three, you're going to like this one too. I, I hope you do. You've got to pick a horse. Now notice I'm saying a horse, one horse. Yes. Now I get it. See, because I'm just like you. I have the squirrel syndrome also. I'm all over the place. I'm multi-passionate. But I want us to picture an, a Kentucky Derby, just kind of an imagined Kentucky Derby. And you get to be one of the riders. Oh, my God, I would die if I had to do that. But you're picking a horse. You cannot pick two horses. You've got to choose one. That's why you have to choose the message that you want to convey, not ten one. I go out, I'm looking around, I know exactly the horse I would pick as my, as the rider. It would be the one with the blue blanket on his back because <laughs> I know nothing about horses. But I know this, I know that clarity is everything. Crystal clear thinking about this message and about what you're going to say is everything. It is a game changer, I promise you that. Now you can, by the way, after you're done riding the horse with the blue blanket, you can pick another horse when you come back for a different ride because I know you're multi-passionate. Do you get the picture? I hope you do because I had to do that with myself many, many times because I would list out 50 things that I could talk about, but I had to keep narrowing it down and saying, pick one horse. So <clears throat> because of this information, I know if you're really listening, taking notes, this would really help you. But I know there's some of you that are saying, okay, I am going to take this seriously now. I'm, I need more information. And so I really thought about that problem. I did a survey with people. Yes, they all came back with, I have trouble with my message and my client. So I'm putting together a mini MINI workshop because I wanted it to be fast. I wanted it to get fast results. I wanted you to finally know your client and your message without any problem whatsoever and I wanted an implementation plan at the same time. That's not easy, but that's what it's going to be about. <clears throat> and so this is a crystal clear about your ideal client and your core message, and it's a game changer. And that's what I'm putting together. It is happening live, in person, with me, September 29th, 2021. If you're listening to this after that, it's now a download. It still has all the great content, but it doesn't have the excitement of being there live so that when we come off the workshop, you can ask any question, you can give me any kind of a statement you want, and we will work on this. This mini workshop covers all of those bases that we're, we've been talking about. Now, let me tell you the best part. It's only 97 minutes. I told you I wanted it to be fast, fast results. 
97 minutes is a long time and you'll get a lot of content from that. And guess what? I said I also wanted it to be affordable. It's $97. And if you can't invest $1 a minute on yourself, then I don't think your business has a chance to grow. And I love doing things live at first. And then, of course, you have to turn them into something else because there's hundreds more that need the same information. But this content that I've put together in this, it has helped hundreds of people get clarity around their message and their client. Now, I'll see you on the next podcast because we're going to focus on three ways to discover your ideal client. Until then, it's Patricia Noel Drain. Thanks for tuning in. 